I want to ask you this question. When was the last time, well, I can't say that now. I asked that in the first one. We just got in behind the veil a little bit this morning. But next to this morning, when was the last time you really felt such an awareness of God's presence? A nearness to you. It may have been uh, at home, alone in your prayer closet. could have been in a worship service. But, but you sensed that God was so near and the sweet communion you were having with Him provoked something. It might have provoked a shout or a, a tear shed or the lifting of a hand or your heart just moved to worship God. At a, I told Pastor Darren the other day, I was, we were off somewhere preaching and I was watching a live feed and I could feel the Spirit of God through the live feed. That don't happen for me a whole lot. I like being in the room there was just something unusual. I want to preach for a little while on the glory of God this morning. The, the glory of God. You know the word glory uh, comes from uh, the Old Testament word of weight or worth. We, uh, the only way we really get a, begin to get even a glimpse of God's worth uh, his glory is when He reveals Himself. He manifests Himself. Let me give you a couple of definitions of the glory of God that uh, the Lord's used in my life through the years. Someone said that the glory of God is the manifested. That's not just, we know He's glorious, but I'm talking about when He shows up and He shows off. The manifested, the glory of God is the manifested beauty of His holiness on display. The manifested beauty of His holiness on display. Now we know who he is, what he is, but I'm talking about when he shows up, when he shows himself. Let me tell you, I've been in enough dead churches to where when I go in somewhere, where's Bob? You said to me this morning, y'all moved off, are you in Texas now? They're in the state of Texas, their daughter's here with us for a little season doing an internship. He said, Pastor, we've missed the Spirit of God. He said, look, we take it for granted if we're not careful. And I'm not saying every time we gather, the wind blows here because it, it, sometimes it, the Spirit of God, I believe, is grieved because of sin or whatever else. But the culture of our church has been, and you said it, James. One day, Pastor James was in the car with me and our other pastors. We were on our way to a uh, church over in Raleigh where the convention was doing an interview and they wanted to ask some questions about our church. And, and I knew they were going to ask how would you describe what God's doing? And look here, I'll tell you straight up, it ain't got one thing to do with me other than I just want to be an empty vessel. And Pastor Cameron will say the same thing to you and every leader in this church. And on the way there, do you remember what you said? We were talking different things and you said, Pastor, I believe there's a statement that summarizes the church God has given us to serve in. And we said, what is that? And you said, we are a glory-seeking church. Now stop. Before you think about we're seeking it for ourselves, uh-uh. No, that's not what he's meant. What he meant was we come in here expecting to see Jesus. We gather in that early service. We come back to prayer meeting tonight. We're looking for the face of Jesus Christ. We're looking. Hey, the Lord nudged my heart, and I said, Terry, give me that envelope sitting in front of me. And I started writing. And I, Jeff... I like to watch people get blessed. I don't care. And I can spot a fake a thousand miles away, and you can too. But he got blessed in the, in the 9 o'clock, right in the middle of that song about one telling one. 
about the one. That's a pretty good song. He hit that word whosoever, and I thought, I'm going to watch him. He's getting blessed his own self. And then that blessed me. Watch this. I saw the one this morning. I got a glimpse of the one. I got a glimpse of the potter. And I was on that wheel spinning my... I'm spinning around. I don't know how y'all feel, but I understood exactly what she's saying. And I was looking way past Susan. I was looking for the one, the potter. And I got a glimpse of him this morning. I got, I got a glimpse this morning. And if you've got any spiritual discernment to you at all, and you were listening, and you look beyond the singers, you saw the one that showed up in the fourth watch of the night. This morning you saw that. Now look, I'm just saying, if you're watching, you saw that. You saw the one who uh, we praise. He's the one we praise. You saw the one that at his feet, there's a new day dawning when we're at his feet. I mean, you, it's that, if that's what you're looking for. Now look, not everybody's interested in that. And if you're not interested in the glory of God, and you want glory for yourself, or you want to come to a production, you're probably not going to be happy in this church. I know him. I know the vision for the future. And what I think we're interested in more than anything else is to not see the preachers and to not see the singers but get a glimpse of that one of God Almighty and all of His glory. We saw the one that brought us out this morning. The one that gave us grace. We saw the faithful God. And we're grateful that we saw Him. But we saw Him because we come in here looking for Him. Now all I'm telling you is the glory of God is what we're seeing in those moments. It's the manifested beauty of His holiness. Listen to this, real quick. And i got a simple, one little verse message. So I'm not, it won't be long this morning, but stay with me on this. The glory of God is also the infinite beauty and greatness of God's manifold perfections. The infinite beauty and greatness of God's manifold perfections. It's His manifested, revealed presence. Do you know how real God is? He's so much more real than most of us have any concept of. And, and when we get a glimpse of Him, it changes everything. You're worried about your kids? Get them in here when God's moving and let them get a glimpse of the glory. You'll never be the same after that. You can't run from it. You'll always remember it. When you've been around where the fire of God is moving and where God is revealing Himself in His glory. But my favorite definition of all is the one Steve Gaines said at Bellevue. Here's what he said. He said the glory of God, and this is what I'm saying we need to be seeking. James said we're a glory-seeking church. Is the essential presence of God. It's essential. In all of His glory, in all of His splendor, as He reveals Himself to man. The essential presence of God in all of His splendor as He reveals Himself to man. How many in this room believe God's able to reveal Himself? And look here, there's some of you need to see Him this morning, I can tell. You need to get a glimpse of Him this morning. There's somebody, usually when God starts moving like He did when they were singing, there's lost people in the room. And you can let your pride take you right to hell. Or you can say, Lord, I saw something this morning. I'm, I'm, and I realize now it wasn't the singers, it was you. It was the one. And God, because I saw you, I'm going to be changed by you. I'm coming in faith to you and I'm giving my heart and my life to you. I, I, I saw it also in that catechism. Some of you grew up with the Westminster Catechism. And uh, the chief end of man, do you all remember this? Is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. To glorify God, that's your purpose. And to enjoy Him Forever. 
So in the scriptures, I get a little glimpse of the glory. I'll put that back in my pocket because I'm going to keep that. And remember this morning. Did you know, one of my first recollections, and I know God's glory, I'll, I'll talk about it in a minute, from Genesis all the way to Revelation and in glory forever. But one of my first recollections of hearing preaching on the glory is in that passage in 2 Chronicles. Don't turn there, I'll tell you about it. Remember they were dedicating the temple? What an array. Man, they had trumpeters and white garments, and they had priests, hundreds of them. And they're getting ready to go in there to dedicate that big old temple that Solomon's built, David wanted to build. And the Bible says that the glory of God filled the house. I mean, how, the glory of God was so strong the priests couldn't preach. They couldn't hardly anything be said because the glory of God was right there in the house. And in Psalm 85, the psalmist says, "There's not only we can not only expect glory in the house, we can expect glory in the land. And he even said that glory would dwell in the land. Not just every now and then enjoy a moment where you get the goose pimple or somebody shouts. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a continual promise of the presence of God. You know you have your Bible all the time. I, I heard a man preach on Wednesday night, and here's what he said, and I got so, so much help on it. He said, where's God right now physically? Where's Jesus? Well, he's sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. Well, where is he spiritually? He's right here in me. He said, where are you right now physically? I said, sitting right here in this chair. I'm right here. Well, where are you spiritually according to this passage? We're seated with him in heavenly places. We're up there. I'm in him and he's in me. And I had a little spell in my soul Wednesday night sitting right there hearing that truth. Why? Because the glory of God is revealed through his word. And you have it all the time. We see the glory of God not only in the house in Chronicles and not only in the land in Psalms, but right here in our text. Let's read it. I, uh, I'm not ready to preach it yet, but I've got a couple more things to say. But in Ephesians 3 verse 21, listen to this. Unto him... Ephesians 3.21 Unto Him be glory in the church. Can we say those three words? In the church. To Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. There's not only glory in the house, to be glory in the house, glory in the land, but there's to be glory in the church. Did you know I, I was walking through the Scriptures just in my mind Last night, here's what I'm thinking. Did you know the glory was in eternity past? Before there ever was a world, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost existed in the revelation of glory. There they are in their glorious presence. There was glory there. There was glory in creation. There was glory in the garden. You say, what are you talking about? Well, God showed up and walked with them in the cool of the day. Imagine that. By the way, God ever walked with you? You better be careful though. He walked with uh, Enoch and they just walked right on up into heaven. Just walk on out. All I'm telling you is we see the glory of God in the garden. We see the glory of God on the mountain. Fast forward to that moment when Moses was taught by God, come up here to me in the mountain. Have you ever heard God say, come up to me? I hope you hear that on Sundays when we gather and on Wednesdays and in the mornings before you get in your Bible. Come unto me. Come up here. I've got something for you. I want to show you who I am. I want you to know the glory, my glory, God said. I want you to experience this. 
Moses went up. Do you remember what he said? He said, now, Moses, you come up. Joshua, you can't come all the way up yet. You, you, you're not ready yet. You stay right there. In fact, he told the people, when you come near the mount, don't even touch the mount. I'm talking about something very, very uh, holy in this moment. And, and for the record, it scares the life out of me, and you all see it more than I do when people try to work something up and then call it God's. What we need to be careful about is here's a holy moment and we see the glory on the mountain. And remember when he came down from the mountain, what he looked like? He had such an awareness. He had such a glow on him. He had to veil his face because the people couldn't even look on him. I'm talking about the glory of God in the garden, on the mountain, in the tabernacle. Do you remember this? We see the glory of God as, as you walk, as the priests would walk in. They came through the door in that building. This, we call this the tabernacle. Before we knocked the walls out, it was the same, it was the same uh, dimensions. And when you walk in to the door, you see Jesus is the door. You walk past the door, on your right-hand side is the brazen altar. You see the cross. There's glory in the door and there's glory in the cross. You move a little further, about where the soundboard would be, I imagine, would be the brazen laver which was a picture of God's Word where they would wash and they would prepare themselves to step in to the holy place where the glory of God was. To the right side, you would see the table of showbread and Jesus says, I'm the bread. And we see His glory in being the bread of life. We look over into the, on the other side and there's the candlesticks with the light and the glory of God is revealed there in the light because Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. And we look over and there's the altar of incense. And there's the burning incense and the savor, the sweet-smelling savor into the nostrils of God. All these beautiful pictures of Jesus Christ who is the glory of God. But if we were allowed to peek behind the curtain, behind the veil, we would see the sweetest picture of glory of all as that Ark of the Covenant, that piece of furniture made of acacia wood, the, the, the wooden part picturing Jesus' humanity and the gold that overlaid it, a beautiful picture of His glory in divinity. He's not only man, He's God. And then above that was the smoke of the glory of God Almighty. And the children of Israel trembled and they were thrilled when they saw the pillar of cloud leading them or the pillar of fire because God's glory was leading them. Church, I want to tell you, we can't do this by ourselves. He'd be the first to tell you. I'd be the first to tell you. The only reason God's seen fit to move in this place is we've been seeking His glory and not our own. And we're not speaking to what the culture wants to hear, but what does God have to say? Some folks like it and some folks don't. I tell you, I've experienced that through the years. But there's glory in the tabernacle and glory in the temple. And then in, remember the John text where he said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in verse 14, and the Word, here's the glory of God. You want to see the glory? Here it is. And the Word became flesh, Jesus, and dwelt among us, and we beheld His, what? Glory. The glory of God is seen in Jesus Christ. Oh, what beauty. This morning our preacher boy, Kendon Godwin, is not here. He's down the road preaching in a little church. You know what he told me he was preaching? That glory text in Matthew 17 where Jesus took Peter, James, and John up on the mountain. Do you remember this? And the glory of who he was on the inside. His divinity shone out and he, it was like glistering. The brightness of his glory. It's like driving to church this morning. You're almost blinded by the sun if you were heading into the 8 o'clock service. Oh, the glory 
of God. In our text here, I'll give you just a few little thoughts and we'll be on our way. I want you to notice, number one, who the glory is for. Do you see it? You know, a lot of folks think it's for them. Or even it's for the lost. Look here, I believe everybody ought to, I want everybody, we all get blessings from it. But look at the text, Ephesians 3.21, Unto Him be glory in the church. The glory belongs to Him. All glory is to be given to Him. He's worthy. He's deserving. And when you come to church, don't look for something for yourself. Come to church with an agenda to say, by the grace of God, I want God to be glorified this morning through my life. And I'm going to watch for every song. And I'm going to watch for every scripture. And I'm going to watch the family or the individuals as they do our call to worship. Because I want Him to be glorified. Unto Him to whom is the glory for and then number two look at this unto him be glory in the church I like this part to whom's the glory manifested I want you to look at that you wonder why some folks don't get it I'll tell you why some folks don't get it they're not saved if you don't look here the only glory a lost man's ever going to see is that first revelation of God's presence when they get saved. You'll see a little of it then. But that's about it. The Bible says unto him be glory in the church. Believers are to enjoy the glory and so many of them want nothing to do with it. It's too emotional. It may mean me changing something. I want to tell you something friend. God is still God. That's what they said. I believe it. He's still God. He's the one that's to be glorified and He's to be glorified among the saints in the church. If you're not enjoying the glory, be sure, number one, that you really are saved. If you're saved, ask God to search your heart and remove anything that's there that needs to be out of the way. Why? Because we want to sing with the glory on us. We want to preach with the glory on us. We want to testify to that one with the glory on us. We want to lead with God leading the way with the cloud and the fire. Who wants to do it without Him? I've gone to enough places where people were trying to do it. I don't want to be a part of that. I want to be where God's glory is revealed. Number one, who's the glory for unto Him? Be glory in the church. Number two, to whom is the glory manifested? The church, believers. Number three, how's the glory manifested? Do you see that? Unto Him be glory in the church. Here it is. By Christ Jesus. It's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Sweetest name I know. It's Him. We sing about Him. We read the Scripture about Him. We preach about Him. We lift Him up. You did Wednesday night. Our choir songs are about Him. We got one bell we ring. And we ring it, ring it, ring it. We're going to ring the same bell till the trumpet blows. And it's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If you don't love Jesus, you're not right with God. You need to love Jesus. You need to know Jesus. You need to focus on Jesus. You need to run to Jesus. He's the one that is the revelation of the glory of God. I love that verse later in the Scriptures where he said, in the brightness of His glory, the express image of His person, and upholding all things by the word of His power. That's what Jesus did. When He had by Himself purged our sin, sat down at the right hand of the majesty of God on high. That's glory. Now let me, let me close this thing up, and there's a happy ending here. Oh, I love a happy ending. Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus. Now, when will the glory be seen? <clears throat> Boy, you talk some old saints. 
especially at the camp meetings, and they'll tell you, but I'll tell you what it used to be like. We ain't nothing here you know, like we used to. Now listen to what he said. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. Did you know from that moment in the garden when God revealed himself as he walked with his children, he's been available to reveal himself from that day to this day. It was the same God that showed up this morning that was the same God that showed up in that garden. And here's the good news is, it ain't going to end when we go out. Look at what the Bible says. Throughout all ages. Then he said this, to make sure we really get it, world without end. All through the ages of eternity, when we're sitting on the other side, and you're not sick, and you're not hurting, and you're not going to have no strokes, and no heart problems, and all that's over with. When we're on the other side, there'll still be glory everywhere. I've told you my little mindset on that. I think we'll be sitting all around, maybe singing, sitting around all of a sudden. It'll be a bright, something bright coming up. And we'll all know there He comes. There He comes. And we'll fall on our faces. And we'll worship the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. And it'll be glory, glory, glory. That's why we call it glory. <laughs> That's the name of the place we're going. We're going to glory. So, so let me show you my last text. I just, the Lord gave me this last night. Turn over to Revelation. You remember where we started? Turn to the Revelation chapter 20. We started in eternity past. Remember I told you there was glory in eternity past. Because God was there. And by the way, there's some of you, you don't get this. This is as far into you, right over that head. You know why? You've gotten comfortable with this world. You've got comfortable with religion. Oh, there's nothing to be compared to the glory, the essential presence of God in all of His splendor as He reveals Himself to man. Revelation chapter 20, we're going to begin reading in verse 11. And I saw a great white throne... Want to see the glory in heaven? And I saw a great white throne and Him. There's the glory. And Him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Look at verse 5 of chapter 21. Turn over chapter 21 to a page maybe. Chapter 21 verse 5. And He that sat on that throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And He said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, it is done. Look at here's the glory. I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I give unto him that is the thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God. You talk about glory. And he shall be my son. Look at verse 9. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had seven vials full of the seven uh, last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, and I will show ye thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. That's you, by the way. That's you in glory. We're the bride of Christ. We're the Lamb's wife. Look at this. And he carried me away in the Spirit to a great high mountain and showed me that great city. Now he's going to talk about New Jerusalem. I'm going to tell you what New Jerusalem is going to be like. Look at this. That holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God. Look at this. Having the what? Glory of God. And her light was likened to a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone clear as crystal. Now turn over to verse 22. I'm almost done here. Chapter 21, verse 22. And I saw no temple therein. For the Lord God Almighty, oh glory, and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory 
of God, there it is again, did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Unto Him be glory in the church, by Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, world without end. And I say amen to that, and glory. I heard somebody say this one time, and I'll close with it. Did you know there's glory above you? Do y'all remember me saying this before? In Psalm chapter 8, verse 1, the Bible says, The glory shall be above me. There's glory above us. Did you know, and the Bible says, Thy glory shall be above the heavens. Did you know, number two, there's glory behind us? Isaiah 55, 8 says, The glory of God shall be thy re-reward. Did you know there's glory above us and there's glory behind us? Hey, did you know there's glory ahead of us? Psalm 73 verse 24 said, Then shall thou guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Now here's the best part though. Did you know there's glory in us? Colossians 1, 7, say it with me. Christ in you, the hope of glory. <laughs> when I was a little boy, the church I went to would sing this song. We didn't have a lot of glory in that church, sadly. But we'd sing this song anyway. If you know it, you can sing it with me. Just the chorus. Oh, that will be glory for me. All the old people don't want to sing it. Glory. Young people don't know this song. Glory for me. When by His grace I shall look on His face. That will be glory. Be glory for me. Let's pray. Father, we want the glory. We want to seek your glory. We want you to be glorified. We just want to see it. We want to see you. We want to experience you. Lord, thank you for illustrating this truth by bringing us some glory singers this morning. That have been with you long before they stood up to be with us. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name as they travel all over this country that you'll keep your glory on this family and on these singers. Oh, God, when they pick the guitars, they'll know there's glory on that. Lord, when they listen to the recordings, they'll sense your presence. Lord, I've had that happen. On, listen to the radio from them. God, there's many women in this room, it's been a long time since you nuzzled up close to them and maybe it was because they had sin, maybe it was just because they were busy with everything else and not looking for you. But Lord, I pray we'd look for you all the time in every moment, in every song, in every prayer, in every scripture, find you, run to you, love you. And Lord, would you reveal yourself and God, would you reveal yourself to the next generation. May these boys and girls and these teenagers grow up knowing what it means to be in the glory. Unto you, Lord, be glory in the church. By your Son, Jesus, throughout all ages, world without.